Welcome back, North Florida wrestling fans, to another episode of the North Florida Wrestling Show. Uh, today we have a following installment of our state championship uh, perspective, except this time we've turned the tables a little bit, and our guest is going to be um, our creator and main host of the show, my son Jordan Cohn, and we also have the privilege and honor of, of having a colleague and a, and a previous guest on our show, Joe McMillan, as a co-host. Um, he has agreed to come on and pick Jordan's brain with me about his experiences and in, in, uh, career in wrestling. And without further ado, I want to go ahead and uh, throw it over to, to Joe and introduce him and uh, get a few comments from him. Joe? Hey, everyone. Thank you for your time. Uh, yeah, it's a Privilege to be here, uh, turning the tables on Jordan Cohn. So uh, for those of you that, that missed my first episode, uh, me and Jordan were teammates at Swanee High for two years. Uh, I was a freshman and a sophomore. I was looking up to this guy, Jordan Cohn, who came over as a junior. He moved from Panama City to Live Oak for some reason. And uh, privilege to, to be a teammate of his for two years. I got to see a little bit of the finished product. And so in the same way that he didn't know a lot about my early career, I was interested in, in hearing about Jordan. I know that from listening to other episodes, he had a pretty strong youth career. Uh, he got started uh, being a coach's son, but also being a self-motivated wrestler. So uh, Jordan, uh, without too much uh, introduction, uh, if, if you want to just kind of jump in and give us a uh, introduction to how you got started in the sport. Oh, man, I'm nervous. I'm actually more nervous for this than like probably any match. Um, yeah. So for a lot of the, a lot of people that see me now, like they see a pretty confident individual, like especially on the mat. You know that that's where I was always most comfortable. But that really wasn't always the case. Um, there wasn't a big wrestling program or youth wrestling program like there is now in Panama City, where I, me and my dad and family grew up. Um, but I, I was always athletic. I always loved being in athletics. Um, but I was always like the small dude. And when you're young, that doesn't really make too big of a difference. But you know, as you start to get older, that disparity gets, you know, a lot bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was pretty demoralizing for me because I loved I love like so I played football. That was my main sport for the longest time. And I loved it. It wasn't so much like, you know, the sport, but I loved the physicality of it. I loved getting in on plays. I didn't care how small I was. Um, and you know, I was always looking to make the plays, but the chances kind of got lower and lower, like I said, as people got bigger. Um, and like I said, me and my dad had, me and my dad had started on this team that was like, we were terrible. We went like one and one and nine, but like, we're like, we kept on coming back the next year, we're like two and eight. And then next year, like three and like, and we were closing the gap. So I could see us getting better there. So I had this, you know, vision of me going and being like, you know, a big football star, you know, I tried hard, you know, I was going to win the championships. And that didn't really work. Um, you know, our team ended up getting better because my dad's a great coach. My dad, you know, put a lot of time and effort into that team. But my role started to get less and less developed. I had actually, I actually got a game ball for not playing in a game. Like, and I, and I knew the stakes of the game. It was a very high, big game. And I was a team supporter. So I understood. But, you know, getting that game ball really, it really hurt. I knew what the coaches were doing, but it, it really kind of was a big sort of, um, you know, it let me know, like, you know, maybe I should find another sport. And that was hard. That was really hard. But luckily, at that time, I had started wrestling. Um, I was pretty rambunctious. Uh, my dad had um, 
had started refereeing. We always started to wrestle too, just like you were talking about WWE, WCW. We loved that stuff. Me and my dad and my brother, we'd play the PlayStation games. We'd watch it and everything. And I remember this clear as day. I don't know if my dad does, but so him and my brother were just like messing around. And my dad's like, you want to wrestle or something like that? And my brother, who's like five at the time watching WCW says, yeah, sure. And then he goes, nature boy, Rick Fair. Woo. And then just slaps my dad across the face. And then he's like, where'd you learn that from? <laughs> he said wrestling. And then my dad pointed to me and he said, all right, no more of this wrestling. You're going to practice uh, Monday. So he knew the he knew the middle school coach, Coach Landon. And he let me come in there and work and just be a little, you know, fifth grader rolling around, which I think that did a lot for me. I didn't get to compete, but I got to be around older peers that could beat me up and, you know, put me in my place. But I also got to start working with kids my own size and then, you know, have to deal with that as well. So I started really liking that Um, sixth grade year. I went two and two on JV. So nothing to write home about, but it was it was my first time being able to go out there and have my moment. You know, even if it was just a JV match, it was me and another kid. And I got to go out there and and be, you know, get results from my own hard work and get recognized for my own hard work and not be a forgotten member on a team. Um, so that was really cool. And I my my passion really started at about this moment. So my dad will remember this. Um the the night but like there's two matches left right in our season my sixth grade year i was jv all year i couldn't seem to beat the the guy ahead of me i, was, I had some close matches but could never get it done uh, we had two duels left in the the year and then our ended county tournament and the guy gets hurt the night before so my and the next the next duel is an in-school duel too so like i'm about to get my moment in front of everybody like we already had a pretty good idea he was hurt like my dad had called everybody uh and so we were prepared for it so i get to school the next day all i gotta do is make it to gym class and my coach is gonna be like hey jordan you're varsity for the rest of the year and uh right before first period health class the the teacher was actually the high school wrestling coach so he had a pretty uh, good idea what was going on me and a friend of mine were just kind of jostling around you know jostling around back and forth turns into a bit of a like not a scuffle just one of those things where it's just unfortunately placed like fist and it happened to like hit me in the lip and i'm bleeding and then the teacher comes over and looks at the situation and we gave him no choice so that was my second time being suspended that year i the first fight other kid kind of had it second one is just unfortunate and the second the second the 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 teacher the high school the high school coach looked at me he's like oh cone and i'm like oh no and I will say for my dad that, you know, he's always been, you know, especially lately or, you know, in the, in retrospect, he, you know, looks at his temper, the way that he handles situations. I can say in that situation, I don't think I've, I don't think he could have handled it any differently. I was in the worst, like I had felt like I had let everybody down. I was in that principal's office. Like I was already crying. My dad didn't say anything. Like he came in, he picked me up, you know, he let me get in the van and I, I can remember the only thing that I had I had said, like I got in the car and I was just like, I could have been varsity. And then I just started crying, man. I was like, from then. And that hurt. That hurt a lot. Like, because like I said, you know, I felt like I was getting invisible. So I finally had this chance to have my moment. And then I had, I, it was my fault. I had no one else to blame. Like I blew it. And I felt really bad about that. Like I didn't wear my my wrestling hoodie. Like I wore it proudly every everywhere sixth grade. And then after that moment, I didn't wear it. Um, 
And one thing too, I want to shout out Coach West Landon of Surfside. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this, he let me come to the banquet my sixth grade year and didn't have to. And that meant a lot to me. You know, I can remember distinctively like tearing up at that. Like he didn't have to let me come and, and you know, him doing that, it meant a lot. It, it, it put a fire in me to like, I have something to prove. I got to, I have to make this up. So fast forward and, um, you know, football season comes and I'm pretty sure this is going to be my last season playing. Like I said, I got that game ball for not playing in a game. Um, but our team ended up winning the county championship. Um, you know, perfect thing. We lost to this team first, first, uh, first game. And then we came back and then we ended up beating them for the county championship at the end of the year. And I was so happy to be a part of that story. But it was really hard for me to feel, you know, the joy that like I know my dad was elated and he absolutely deserved that as a coach because it's hard to be a coach. It really is. You have to especially when you have a kid on the team, because you have to care about all those kids just as much as your own kid. That's your responsibility. My dad did that job perfectly. It wasn't his fault that. I wasn't as suited for football, but I had started to feel that uh, obscurity. So, so seventh grade, our team wins the county championship. I'm like, all right, that's my last time. Me and my dad have been putting in time in the weight room. And we're, uh, you know, we've been, we put it, we're like, all right, we're going to give this a go. We're going to try this. We seem to like, you know, like it. So I come in, I'm varsity. I win my first match. I'm feeling good. The in-school duel that I got, I missed last year is coming up. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ready. I'm cocky. I'm I'm about to go to and O. I'm about to run the table on people, and I got stuck in a minute and a half, and it was devastating. My dad feels bad because he he got kind of got in me, and he thinks that that's the big reason that um, that I have never been pinned since. I want to put that out there. I haven't been pinned since second grade or since seventh Good grade. Stat. But I had felt, I mean, I felt like I had let myself down. I was so, I was so mad because I was like, you know, I had just let go of football. I was like, this is it. You know, this is, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to step out of the shadows and be seen. And it didn't come out the way I wanted to. Um, but that just, you know, we just started working hard, you know, same, very similar to the way that our football thing went, except instead of me being a kid on the sideline, I got to be that dude that's like, you know, I'm here, I'm ready to play. Like, I'm, you're not going to ignore me. Jordan, let me interject something there. Um, for all the dads out there listening, um, the, the moment that Jordan's referring to is seventh grade year when he got pinned. Um, make sure that you're a father first. Um, you know, for you passionate dads out there that really expect and, and want the best for your child, whether they be in athletics or academics or whatever endeavor um, they choose, Remember to be their parent first and not put so much emotion and so much importance into the wins and losses, successes and failures, because at the end of the day, um, you know, that's what they need you for most. And that was a serious growth moment for me as a parent, <clears throat> because I got to see the video later of my reaction and the way I got into Jordan as he as he termed it and. It was a moment I was not proud of, and I'm and I'm humble enough to say that now, and that um, it was an opportunity for me to grow and to uh, and to become a, a better parent and less of a uh, a pusher in you know in the success of his sport. So, just a little note to you parents out there, dads in particular, with your boys, be their be their father first, and their their coach or, or whatever after. So anyway, Jordan, go ahead. 
what i get it i understand because like i don't think you could have you could have you know really done nothing i still would have felt it just as i took it personally like i said i i had put a lot into that as you did too because like i said we were i wasn't in the weight room alone like we're putting time into it i'm very lucky that i had a father that's like all right cool we found something that my son who works hard you know is able to find results from but that that kind of motivated me you go to the end of the season i lost an overtime match to that kid and um I know we're going to get to my, my state championship match later, but this championship is really what really, you know, it changed, changed me. It, it made me feel something. Um, I get to the we're at county tournament against the kid that stuck me and we get to the finals wrestling back and forth, low, low scoring match. Um, there's like 10 seconds left. I'm down three, two on top. I spin out front and I go to spin behind and I'm able to catch him with a, a whip and put him to his back for a quick two. And then I end up winning. And um, I'm probably going to cut tear up on this one, but it was the first time I can remember um, my dad, like, picking me up and running around with me with pride and my team, like, surrounding me and feeling like I did something, man. Like, after years of sitting on the sidelines and watching people do that in, like, football and being like, man, where the where is my moment at? And you know, getting, getting there really uh, – sorry sorry that's just um i said it was something i had never really felt before and i was it was because i had worked hard for it too i saw kids that just natural athletes so you know getting that moment and you know getting to not only be you know recognized by my coach you know give my dad that moment of like picking his son up and and running around my teammates coming around like that was that felt good and then it was like a chain reaction too man so like tears are gone like our team, so Moet back in Panama City was the team to beat. Never lost a county championship. And then once I won my match, it was like a chain reaction. Everybody was fired up. Everybody was like sticking fools left and right. And then lo and behold, we, we went away with a tournament. And you know, that was that was big for me because then I could literally point to it. I could point to them like I won my championship and then I helped my team win. And that was that was huge from being someone that never got a chance, never got never really, you know, it was it was very big for me. That's a powerful story, Jory. Uh, Jordan, you make a good point too about about just the build up, and like you said, like you're just waiting for your moment, and there's so much emotion there. And whenever you get there, and I'm already drawing parallels here with with kind of your your story. Whenever you get to high school, and I think it's it's just so important to keep that perspective. And and like like John said, there's so much emotion in being a father. And I think when you're because kind of I've never been in those shoes, but from the outside. You know, you can kind of see guys that are giving it too much to their son or being a little bit too rough here and there, just just not choosing their words wisely. And I think it's it's easy to be hard on yourself, but there's so much emotion there. It's, it's that you have to at some point settle yourself. And I think just talk firmly uh, to your kids, which is a lot easier said than done. But at the same time, you see the, the just outpouring of emotion there, Jordan, whatever you felt like you had done something when you had made him proud he picked you up and ran around and that's that's what makes the sport special it's just such an individual sport and it's it, it's to feel like you did all of that you know your dad was there with you in the weight room but you put the work in and and so i think uh i mean that's just such a great story there and a great introduction to the sport for you the, i think it put in the, the way that i wrestle like if someone asked like you know the like how would you put the way that you wrestle your style 
I would say that it was, I don't care how good you were, you were going to have to wrestle me as long as possible. Especially middleweights. A, a lot of you middleweights, I got to give you credit. You guys are, if you were a little bit taller, a little bit heavier, you would have been the linebacker on the football team. And there's there's a lot of respect there. I'll say that as a heavyweight looking looking down the weight class chart. Uh, you guys are some of the, of the supreme athletes for your size, really. And there's kind of if you're not fast, you know, in, in, an, in an open field, what other sport are you going to do at 145 pounds? And it's, it's, you guys really pour your heart and soul into it. And you can tell that there's a lot of passion there. Um, it probably a lot of kids with your exact story sitting at home, nodding their heads right now, if I had to guess. Yeah. And I'd like to add a, a father texture here that, you know, and, and, um, you know, Jordan was on a, a, a lot of football teams that I coached, and he was always a smaller guy. And and um, which Joe, as you know, having been you know been on football teams, and you know the smaller guy usually doesn't get a lot of playing time. So when Jordan um, expressed an interest and then expressed a passion for the sport, um, you know, I was really happy for him because just as you were alluding to, this sport provides a vehicle for the smaller athletes to actually, um, you know, thrive and succeed and, and be as important as anybody else on the team. Anyway. Well, and like to go back, to go back to that, you know, it's even a sport where a little guy can be the leader. I mean, you know, Travis, you were the, like, you know, Travis was the leader of Swanee's, you know, Oh nine, Oh, you know, 10 team. And he was the lightest guy on the team. You know, it's one of those things or so, you know, eighth grade year, all the kids that had saw me win a championship, you know, myself, they thought, oh, if little Jordan can do it. You know, we can go out there and do it. They stepped on the mat. And by that time, I put tons of work in because from seventh grade to eighth grade year, me and my dad went everywhere. Right. Like we put in the work. So by the time they got to me, they're learning that they're learning this sport and I'm just putting them like, you know, every which way. So that felt pretty good. Kind of a petty thing, but it felt really good to like put the football players in their place a little bit. So fast forward to high school where, you know, we're, we're pretty serious about this. We're like, we're taking it, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to go as far as we can go with this. Um, we decided to stay in Panama city and there was a lot of schools that really wanted me to come and wrestle for them. Cause I was a decent, a d decent prospect coming out of middle school. And we ended up on Bay um, because we were big fans of uh, Mark Deaton, friend of the show. And unfortunately, he had his cancer come up um, about that time. So he had to step away to take care of himself, obvious, uh, on, obviously. Um, so I was, I was sad that I never really got a chance to work with him. But we had two excellent coaches come in, um, Dufresne and uh, Coach Seymour, which they did a great job with what they had. We had a really good team. So we're working really hard. Um, competition was always really hard for us to find consistently over here. Um, not nothing disparaging against you know people in it, but at that time, like a lot of tournaments, I would go and I'd have to wrestle two weight classes up, three weight like weight classes up, or double bracket. Like if the war zone, oh man, if the war zone stuff was around when I was a kid, that was tailor made for people like me. I would be there all day, man. I would, I'd be like, let's get another one, let's get another one. But like I said, we worked with the best way we could. Um, but so I made state as a freshman, won regions, got there, and I went zero and two. And that was really hard. That was really hard for me because I realized way too late um, that I maybe I'd set my goal or I didn't define my goal enough of I want to win a state championship because a lot of people were like, oh, state qualifier, that's good enough for you. And it really wasn't even up until like the day of the tournament. 
and I get what my teammates were doing, the upperclassmen, but they were, they ended up talking me into being nervous. Cause for me at that time, it was just another tournament. But then it's like, you know, enough people tell you, Oh, you don't have to be nervous. You don't got to be nervous. You're going to get a little nervous. And those are the only two matches. I can watch any match that I've ever wrestled and be okay with it and be like, Oh, and, and, you know, make fun of how bad I used to wrestle. But I just I cannot stomach to watch those two matches because I gave up before the match was over. Like I can see it in my face and it's it it hurts me to watch. I can stand losing, but I can't stand giving up before the match is over. And I did that in both. So I feel like I probably could have placed as a freshman, but you know, oh and two didn't work out. And I can distinctly remember this. I can remember sitting and watching the parade of champions, and I can distinctly remember like that was the moment like I was like, I'm definitely getting there. I'm going to be in that parade of champions one day. So I had always had that in my mind moving forward and going like, so I didn't, like I said, you know, I was going to wrestle anybody. I didn't care how good you were, anything like that. I'm going to continue going and marching toward my goal. Like it was just a matter of fact. So, you know, I, I just had it in my mind to win, but you know, kept on just having tough goes of it at the state tournament. Now your freshman year, you were a, you were a region champ, correct? Yeah, I was, but it's, I mean, it doesn't really mean much if I get bounced out in the first two rounds, you know? See, that's interesting that you say that because before we started this, I was always thinking of Jordan is that you came to Live Oak and you were already a two-time regional champ and you had, as far as I'm concerned, that's already huge success. I mean, to to go to the region tournament and to be a champion, that, that it doesn't matter what weight class, like you are a good wrestler. And it's interesting to hear your perspective of it now is, is that it doesn't matter is that, you know, that, that little bit of, of what I would have called, you know, major success is that just something that kind of made you bitter and maybe a little bit hungrier. Yeah. I mean, it was, like I said, I was just, I just know I was disappointed. You know, I know I didn't wrestle the best I could. And then it, it hurt even worse because the guy I wrestled in the finals ended up making it and placing. Um, and then it happened the, the second year too. Um, same thing. Sophomore year, I went one and two. But first guy, he just had me pegged. He knew he he timed my shots and just destroyed me. Second one, uh, second one I lost was to the guy I had just beaten in the regional finals. And then the second and the third place ended up placing, and I didn't. And then meanwhile, I saw Merritt Burris, um, one of our very first wrestling friends. I actually wrestled him in my very first wrestling tournament, and we met Coach Laxon there too, actually. So kind of weird how that all came back to the first tournament. But I saw him in the finals, and I was like, man, I am tired of losing. I'm tired of not being there. And we knew that Bay was going to lose a lot of people. So it was a hard decision. You know, we had really you know, worked on it. I put in a lot of time over the, the summer, which was just as big, too. I will say for a lot of you guys, if you're having, you feel like you're at a plateau, you have to go, just like you were talking about last time, you have to get beat. You have to go find places that you're going to get beat. We went to the Disney Duels um, and the All-Star Division. Before we really even knew what it was, to be completely honest, we were win way over our heads. But we had a situation where I had to wrestle two weight classes up at Disney Duels in the All-Star Division. And I was like, yeah, sure, that'll be okay. And I got mauled, man. I got I got beat up so bad. Like, I had never been beat that many times physically in a match. All my matches were decisions and below, like, you know, just decisions. But, like, they were like, some of them weren't even close. Like, I got beat by seven points, but that might have as well have been 21 to nothing. But it got me better. Right. And then I switched over to Swanee and then my drilling, my the person in my drilling circle is Levi Wainwright, who I had just wrestled the year before in the semifinals to us, you know, an overtime victory. So I knew that was going to make me better. I knew that like being in a room where I wasn't the top dog, where like the expectation too 
was there of not, hey, we're trying to get to state or we're trying to get places. Like, we're trying to win it. Like, we had to stare at a wall full of a list of people from that room that did it, that went in one state. So it's like, if they can do it, you can too. So having that was really, really nice. And that and that specific year that you came over, it was, it was, I had wrote down crowded egos. There was so many guys in that room that thought that they had a legit chance that year. And, and to see a lot of them come up short and then to still keep that attitude like you had, like I always remember Jordan Cohen as being a guy who after he lost, he would find a reason to be positive. He wouldn't let it get him down. And, and like you said, you just made up your mind. Like you got your belly full of losing and you made up your mind and you said, I'm going to seek out the best competition. I'm going to get the best wrestling room for me. And that's something you have to do. It's I don't, I don't think you get there without making up your mind and saying it doesn't matter what the cost is. I'm going to do it. So actually uh, going back to how, how there's so many more matches that I hold more dear than my state championship match. I had to wrestle my second match ever at Swanee High. I had to wrestle the guy that, beat me first round of state last year he beat me like 11 to 3 it was like when the last time it's ever been majored and i was nervous i was so nervous because like i was like if i go out there and he waxes me again like you know i i worked all summer i you know took those beatings i transferred schools you know for nothing and i went out there and i stuck him i was so happy but i had to wrestle him a second time and wrestle backs and then i was even more nervous for that i actually i can remember Brittany laxton was there too she was like right next to she's like are you nervous and I was like, actually, yeah, that was one of the very few times I was like, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually super nervous. I will say this. Uh, I, I will say this, Joe. Um, the tournament he's talking about is the Cougar down in Durant. Um, that was a monster tournament. And I remember the two matches in particular he's talking about very, very well, very vivid memories, especially the first one, because he's right. The previous year at State, uh, the, the <clears throat> kid that he wrestled handled it pretty good. And the Cougar was so tough back then. I remember it was like, however high you place at that tournament, how high you're probably going to place at state. It's like, it's that tough. So I honestly, I could have not placed, I ended up placing, but I could have not placed and still beat that kid twice. And it would have been worth the price of admission. Cause that was, it just, it was like, all right, cool. This wasn't for nothing. We're on the right track. And I think you can measure it, right? It's like you had some success that you could measure. You said, I lost that kid 11 to three. That would have been a major. It's like, and now I'm beating them. I'm sticking them. And so it's like to, to overcome that and see it yourself. I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta feel good. Yeah. And then, so fast forward, we go through a, a really good, good, good season. We get to the state tournament. I win regions again. And yes, you know, my first Fourier into state as a Swanee Bulldog. And I know this gave my dad a heart attack, but first match, I wrestled this dude that likes to roll a lot. And I got, he almost put me to my back off a weird, funky roll at the end of the first period, and I know my dad about had a heart attack. I ended up going on and taking care of business, but it was a scary Fourier. But then, man, so, so this is another one. Going back to the saying, you know, the my gold, my bronze medal that I got my third year means so much more to me than my gold medal because my my the year I got third, I had to wrestle in my weight class. Um, there was an undefeated kid. Um, there was the kid that got third the year before. Um, there's a kid that got fourth the year before there was the kid that won the state championship the year before. And then there was another kid that was like favored to win it, who ended up winning it. Uh, I can't remember his name, Tommy Bennett. Okay. So like I had a stacked, I had a stacked weight class and yeah. And so I had, I knew there was a tough weight class and I ended up wrestling the kid that got fourth, uh, the year before and ended up beating him as well. So by that time I had knocked off both the third and the fourth place guy from last year. So it made me feel really confident. 
And then I ended up losing a close one to the state champion um, in the semifinals that I feel like I could have won. But like you said, it was a hard thing to, to hard thing to take, but you had to wrestle back from. But so I was really good. I was feeling really confident. I was like, all right, I finally got a state medal. You know, I, it's third time. Finally did it. Next year, it's like state championships. That's the only one. That's that's it, right? State championship season. Um, go to the Durant. We go to Cougar, have a tough tournament. You know, I know that's going to be tough. I ended up wrestling a really, really game uh, Brent George, and he he took it to me, um, which was really – I really needed that. I really needed that coming off, and then I ended up kind of getting hurt. But other than that, I'm having a pretty good season other than this one dude, right? So Garrett Swallow, which great dude, great family. Um, it, it made it really hard for him to be a rival because him and his family was just so damn nice. Um, but he was always just, a, he always beat me by a point. So he wrestled three times. He had me 12-10. Second time, I think it was like 8-7. And then the third time, which was really heartbreaking, was in the regional semifinals. The only year that I didn't win regions, him and I paired up in the semis. And I lost, I think I was up for most of the match by like a point. And then he got a reversal toward the end and that ended up sealing it. And like you were saying, man, that, that was a hard one. I can remember the video of me seeing coming off my head hanging because like I was so certain I was winning that match, right? Just like every match though, I'm certain I'm going to win every match. But it just wasn't in me to like, you know, phone it in. Like I went in, I had to wrestle, unfortunately, Zane Turnipseed, fan of the show, uh, friend of the show. Um, and I was able to punch my, my ticket, my ticket to state. So I don't really ever remember feeling too much from it though. I don't ever remember thinking like I got third, so I can't win state. Like I knew the math didn't work out like that though. The math worked out like you show up and then you never know how it's going to go. So I knew I had this dude that kept beating me on the other side of the bracket. And that was really all I was worried about. I knew I had the guy that they ranked second all year, but I wasn't too worried about him. Um, you know, I felt that it was just me and Garrett. I thought we were one and two in the state. I honestly feel like I know, I know, uh, Eric Hollis was number one in the nation, but I feel like me and Garrett were number two in the state overall period next to him to be completely honest. But so we get to the state tournament and I take out my first dude, 15, nothing, um, freshman from river from Riverdale. Then I end up wrestling this kid from Gulf, I believe, who ended up being like the 130 pound weightlifting state champion later on in the year. Who he was pretty tough, but you know, I just I was able to get done with that one like 13 2, something like that. And then I end up wrestling Hoover from St. Augustine. He he was able to kind of squeak through and pin Espinoza from I forget where. I was kind of hoping I was gonna wrestle him because I'd already beaten Hoover earlier on in the year and I wanted like it to be just a bunch of people I'd never wrestled. But I was able to get that one done pretty easy. It was like nineteen to like nineteen to two. So I love to score points for anybody that doesn't know. I love scoring points. So I'm done with my match and I'm getting interviewed, right? And the dude's saying like, "Oh, well, congratulations! How do you feel? You know, are you excited for you know tomorrow night?" And I'm I already thought Garrett won. I figured it's me and Garrett in the finals. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm excited. I know Garrett's had my number, but I'm excited to you know to come up big in the big one." He goes, "Well, he's losing right now, so you might not get that chance." And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave this interview. I'm gonna go watch it." And sure enough, like Garrett was down. He was down like like by a good amount of points. And then before I know it, the dude that was giving me all this trouble all year long and that I thought was gonna it was gonna be me and him in the finals is in the concies that I'm wrestling someone brand new. I didn't really know how to feel about that. And I wasn't sure. You know, I had the day, you had that day to kind of like sit on it. But I realized like I was so I was no I wasn't nervous. I don't know how you were, but I wasn't really nervous for my state finals match. I don't know if it was just the fact that like that long 
you know, me, that freshman me sitting there, you know, watching everybody go past. And I, I knew I wasn't there. I was in the, I was there. Like some kid is looking at me saying, I'm going to be there one day. You know, I hear my dad who's, uh, who's doing the, um, doing the, the tables at state yelling. I'm trying to look all hardcore and everything, which speaking of, by the way, I'm on ESPN. You can see me warming up right next to Scotty Sintez, but yeah, but I had I wasn't really nervous. I started to feel a little nervous by the time the finals came around, but I I kind of started to get less and less as it came. I was really lucky. I was I got really invested in Earl Hall's match. That was the year that he won it um, as a freshman over at Homestead, and I remember he like hit a really good toss on this kid from South Dade and ended up winning it and celebrating. And just I think from there I just started getting less and less nervous, and I went out there and I'm like, all right, cool. Like right, I'm about to do this. I'm about to go out there and win a state championship, and it just worked out perfectly, especially like the way the guy wrestled. So I think that the dude that wrestled being neutral, it had been trouble. But he, you know, we spent most of the time on the mat and I was like, oh, this is mine. So it was crazy. It was so crazy that because like any time that I imagined winning the state championship, it was always like this close match or like something I had to like grit out or like that. Never in my mind did I realize did I ever expect just to like tech my way through the finals. Like I had no, I had no, like I knew like about 30 seconds left. I'm like, all I got to do is not screw up and I'm good. But I kept attacking anyway. Cause I was like, I'm going to keep on going for the pin. It's funny how matchups work like that. Don't it? Because, because the kid that, that, that you beat handedly in the finals was a really good wrestler. I mean, he ends up going off to college and, and accomplishing a lot there. I don't know if you kept up with him, but, uh, you know, isn't it funny how, like, how, like, uh, swallow gave you so much trouble and other than that last match at regions like i don't know how you felt i never really felt like you were getting over on him you were just losing at the last second you know on scrambles and then he loses handedly to a guy that you beat handedly and a lot of these young kids i think starting off i think they think they don't realize it's it's like that sometimes whenever you get good at it it becomes rock paper scissors it's less of you beat him he beat me and so you know it doesn't just fall in line there's so many variables that you can't control that it doesn't make sense to go in already beaten. Like the guy's weight, the guy could break his ankle, the guy could slip and fall to his back. It happens all the time. But like, you know, it wouldn't have happened if I went out there and wrestled scared. You know, I went out there and wrestled, you know, just to wrestle. But I want to point out to uh, Coach David Laxon, who said that I would have to get a takedown to win a state championship. I didn't get a single takedown in that match. All my points came from <laughs> He actually... Actually, Coach Laxon was the first one to uh, call it on me. We were, so back in eighth grade, my dad came over and, and ref the Lake City tournament, one of my seventh and eighth grade year. And Coach Doug David let me kind of get in, and my dad couldn't coach me, so he asked uh, Coach Laxon if he would sit in my corner my seventh grade year, and got fourth. And then I—that's another one too. I made the determination. I'm like, I'm like, next year that we come come at this tournament, I'm gonna win it, and. Laxon sat in my corner again. Coach Laxon, coach, sorry, don't give me five miles. He uh, he sat in my corner and really didn't have to do anything. I ended up same thing. I teched my way to the finals, get a pin, and then he. That's when he started trying to get me to come over there. You know, he's just like he told my dad. He's like, you got a little st- a future state champion. And I realize now I got the most valuable wrestler at the at that tournament. And I have a feeling that Coach Laxon probably did some politicking since he was in my corner, but. That's an important thing, too, is like just giving the people, the kids the idea like he was the first person to tell me like, hey, you can be a state champion. Like I was like, oh, I can. And then so it wasn't any other doubt in my mind that I could be a state champion. Like it wasn't I feel like a lot of kids. And this is another thing I want to say, too. 
I started to improve drastically after I won a state championship just because of the name of the title that got put on it. Nothing else had changed. Not a thing changed about, you know, my abilities. I just became more confident because someone so you kids that are waiting or you're waiting for a title that like to to wrestle like a champion, you got to stop. You got to wrestle like you're a champion today, right? Because then you're going to start wrestling better. You're going to wrestle up to that level instead of waiting for that. You know, instead of waiting for someone to give you that, you know, just go ahead and take it for yourself. Because, you know, no matter how it turned out for me, if I would have like, you know, won it or lost or however it would have turned out, you know, I like to think that my gratitude for the sport would still be here. Like, I like to think that I would still get emotional about that seventh grade county win that, you know, nobody's talking about, you know, but every time I talk about it, it gets me genuinely emotional or, you know, talking about how you know I beat that kid that, you know, I we made huge sacrifices to get better. And that kid was a metric that, OK, yeah. Or hell, I mean, even like the week after my set, my county championship win, the other kid that pinned me, I got pinned by two kids my entire life. And in back to back weeks, I got to take them both out. That was crazy for me. That was the craziest thing. So, you know, that's my biggest thing for kids. If anybody's like stayed with this and listening and trying to get a championship perspective, you know, it's, you know, find your moment, find your match, find your thing that like makes you believe and you hold on to that feeling and you bring it into everything else. Because like once you start believing, man, it's crazy. Like I said, Ike, and like I said, doing going back through and having to kind of really, you know, write my stuff down and see my where my emotions are, you know, it really, it really increased my gratitude for the sport and realized like how much it did for me and how how much it made me feel seen, right? Uh, so like no matter how it ends, guys, I hope you feel gratitude for the sport and and don't don't let your successes or your failures be your measure of your love for it because it, that's not what it's here for, man. It, it's here to help you grow. And it's helped me grow tremendously. It helped me get this championship perspective that I had. Right. And I just happen to have some gold medals with it. That's powerful stuff, man. I love that. I love that. That's what the sport's all about too. Is it's, it's, there's no one else out there with you. You know, that was you overcoming those setbacks, the things that you had built up in your mind and no one can kind of, you know, as a kid, no one can kind of tell you that you have to figure that out on your own. And, and it's difficult to do, but, but I mean, you were a great example of it. And, and this was, this was great stuff, man. Great. Dude, stuff. I, I will say that it is a fantastic feeling. It was a fantastic feeling being able to, you know, have that jump in my dad's arms, jump in my dad coach's arms. And because it was a journey for me and my dad, me and my dad went a lot of places. You know, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people gave my dad a bad rap saying like, oh, he's pushing him really hard. He's pushing him like, I'm pushing myself. And he just happens to be taking to me all these places. Like, he doesn't have to tell me to wrestle a match. I'm out there in the match before. Like, you know, my shoes are with me everywhere. So, you know, it's it's just something that it really lit a fire in me. And I'm, I, I don't know who I would be without wrestling. I really don't. So, you know, I'm really appreciative to the sport. Just from me to you, Dad, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I know you did everything that you could with what you had. And I know that it's infinitely more than what you had. And I, I appreciate it. I love the journey that we went on. And I appreciate you being there for, you know, the wins and the losses, the cutting the weight, you know, the, the dealing with not sure what I'm doing next. You know, I appreciate it. It was a great journey. And I'm glad that we get to continue it in this form and, you know, document other people's journey as well, because I know how much it meant to you and I, and I know, you know, all the people that we have, have gone into contact, had the same exact passion. So, you know, it's all you, you fathers and sons and everything that are participating in the sport. 
together, man, enjoy it. It's awesome. I'm I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of y'all, and I hope y'all, you know, continue it in some form or fashion. Yeah, definitely, guys. It's it, it's always fun being on here too, and and it's you know whenever you pitched it to me, I was kind of thinking of it from Jordan's perspective. It's like how can you get interviewed by your dad when he was there for all of it? You know what what real questions do you have? But no, it's it's always been a pleasure, and I I, I think these are great episodes, and and I definitely enjoy being on. Uh, it's you know there's plenty of stuff we could talk about. Like Jordan said, there's so many little side stories you could go down, and, and just other little things that. I don't know, maybe nuggets of wisdom. Now that we're getting old, we can start calling it wisdom. But uh, no, it's 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 always been great. And, and thank you so much for having me on. I'm privileged and an Sounds honor. Right. So. And that's the show, North Florida Wrestling fans. Thank you to Joe McMillan for coming back on and being a guest host. And thank you to my dad for talking me into doing this. Um, it was really nice to share my story and more of the emotional moments that led to the development of my championship perspective and not just the gold medal. Um, but we look forward to bringing you more of these championship perspectives as well as coaches' corners and so, so much more. Um, just stay along, keep wrestling hard, and stick with us.